0: Did I ever tell you the story of how our GGEDU co founder received his first camera? He was on an archaeological dig in Dubai back in 1989 when he uncovered a sealed tomb. This is a true story. He was afraid to open the tomb for fear. I'm serious now. For fear of being cursed. They. Uh, they never did find the bodies. Welcome to the RGG EDU Podcast, where Rob and Gary travel to conventions and cherry-pick the best photographers at the event.
1: Season 5 of the RGG EDU Podcast is brought to you by Tenba, who 25 years ago set out to create the most durable, versatile, and well-made bags in the world for photographers and for filmmakers. From shipping to transport, rolling in air cases, to shoulder and messenger bags, day packs and accessories... Tenba never compromises, and neither should
0: you.
2: In this episode, we are joined with the amazing Monty Ison. It's good to see you again. Thank you so much for coming and Our joining buddy, us in Mont. New York. Yeah.
0: Hey, great to see you guys, too, and thanks for having me. We first
2: met you down in the Bahamas at the F Stoppers workshops, and Did, uh, I've been indeed. following you ever since.
0: Yeah, it all started with a dinner, and hell, friendship yeah. ensued. Yeah. We were,
2: I, I believe, we were at uh, the sushi place. Indeed. Yeah. And, uh, sat next to each other and, and got to know one another and And and, laughed uh, a lot. Yeah. Laughed a lot, ordered a lot of sake and made the F stoppers pay for it. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed.
0: Indeed. Yeah. That was awesome. That was a, that was a good time and a beginning of a good friendship. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Um, Let's start a little bit going back into how you got into it. We, we normally ask, like, let's go back to the early days. How did you get into photography? How did you? Well, let's back up even further for
1: oh, our audience on. who doesn't know your work and who you are. Give us a little rundown of who you are as
0: a, as a photographer. Yeah, sure there. thing. We'll All back, right. And
1: then we're going to back up into childhood. We're yeah. going go way back.
0: Excellent. All right. Should I be laying down for this? Yeah. <laughs> um, So yeah, uh, my name's Monty Isom, I'm a portrait photographer in New York, and 70% of my work I photograph athletes for advertising, the other 30% is movie posters and anything that someone pays me for. So if people go ahead and see how I take photos and like how I do things, as opposed to what I shoot, then we do whatever that is. And yeah, it's really fun based on the fact that people call you to do things that aren't on your website or anything like that if they like how you do stuff. Right. And, yeah, you know, I usually, when I get that call, the first thing I'm, I ask the art buyer is, are you sure you had my website open? And, you know, I just want to make sure... Yeah, right. You're actually trying to call me because I've never marketed for anything like that. And they said, "Well, is
2: there like, another Monty Ison photographer out there?"
0: Uh, no, but there is like a really old dude in Las Vegas named Monty what's, Isom. What he do? Uh, I don't know. He's like 78 and black, <laughs> and I don't I don't know what he does for yeah. a living. But uh, at least he hasn't stolen my domain. Yeah. Um, but uh, maybe you stole his. Yeah, it's possible. Like, it's yeah. possible. And uh, and yeah. So whenever they call me for something, I say, uh, "Are you sure that you?" are really trying to get me and they say, Hey, our creative director saw how you did this. And if you can do that, you can shoot cars. I said, well, let's go to the desert and shoot cars. Really? Yeah. And, uh, so it's pretty interesting. I and mean, You don't have any cars on your website. No, either. I've never shown a car in my life. I'm not German enough to be a car photographer, <laughs> but, um, you know, it really is just one of those where, uh, when people see how you do stuff as opposed to just what you do, sometimes they dig it. And, That's why I use, like, behind-the-scenes videos for a lot of my marketing to show people how we go about doing our work and how we are on set. And, like, you know, we all know there's a hundred ways to get to a photo, but if you show how you're making it to people as opposed to just the finished work, oftentimes you get hired based on how you do stuff, not just what you shoot. And showing you're
2: not an asshole and fun to work with. Oh, that's That's a huge part. Yeah. Yeah. doesn't hurt. Yeah. I
0: think
1: that's a really valid point,
2: and it's a really interesting
1: marketing approach from your point of view because I don't think many photographers do that. Th- they show behind the scenes more as a look how cool I am, mm-hmm. um, but you're you're really putting it out as the forward process of how you do your work, and it's getting you... Work that you're normally not thought of. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And so, how is your process different from everybody else's? So uh, I'm do just, every-
0: I'm just more fun than everyone else. No, <laughs> I would, no, I would agree with that. <laughs> I would agree with that. I mean, um, yeah, it's not that your process is so different, but you need to reassure a client who's never worked with you from the get-go that you're going to be easy to work with. You're going to deliver. Everything's going to go smooth. You're going and to that, be professional, and that you're going to be a pro. Yeah. And they don't always know that so they have a tendency to go with tried and true especially with big money on the line and Absolutely. i'm asking people for big money so with that how do i reassure them from the beginning i started with behind the scenes so even whenever i'm giving uh instead of giving a portfolio to anyone i don't I haven't had a portfolio in, I don't know, nine years now. Like a physical one. A physical physical, printed portfolio. Uh, I give a flash drive, a USB flash drive that's all branded and like uh, laser etched with my information on the side so it doesn't rub off like that, you know, the cheap Mm -hmm. four-color process. Yeah. Um, And I put behind-the-scenes videos, and my portfolio is actually a 90-second video promo reel. So it's 90 seconds edited to music of the work that I've done. Anyone can take 90 seconds to look at your work. Yeah. And at the same point, they can dig deeper in a, in a folder of behind the scenes, and often they do. And so I market, like I said, with behind the scenes videos as much as the work itself. And I've heard multiple times from, um, from art buyers and art producers that they actually sold me into their creative team based on my behind the scenes videos more so than the wow. work. Wow, that
1: speaks volumes about your marketing approach. I mean, it's, I think it's unique. Not many photographers are doing that. Uh, and it sounds like it 's really landing you work
0: oh yeah man it's been like it 's been fantastic i I started doing that in two thousand and seven, I think is when I started doing the the flash drive, and then I really started ramping up my behind the scenes in like two thousand and nine yep and there 's no going back for me
2: yeah we stopped we stopped giving away business cards and we got the business cards that are USB flash drives, and we yep. just load it with all the video we do there and you then go then people are like oh this is this is cool this' is different,
0: yeah, oh for sure, man yeah. and the way that i see it also is i'm using the same exact techniques that my clients are using to sell their products is one give something someone something they can use two repetition so by giving them a 16 gigabyte flash drive as opposed to like a cheapy one gigabyte flash drive after they see my stuff they can erase it put what's important to them and put it on their key ring so the more they use it the more they see my name the better it's, off you arm It's just top yep. of mind So
1: I know, I know so many art buyers And they actually really like physical books Are you going directly to the art buyers And they're totally cool with the, with the flash drives Or are you kind of going to the creative directors
0: uh, I go both uh, yeah. I go both ways And um, I've only been demanded that I had a book For one meeting in the last nine years wow. And I tried to push back on it I so, said, well, you know, I, this is how I present When I come in They're like, well, you know, we really need a book So I had to print a book yeah, yeah, I did. I did dig one up, you know, knock the dust off of it. And yeah, <laughs>
1: did you get the job or no?
0: Uh, I did get a gig right, out of it. Uh, cool. it. I didn't get that specific because re- that wasn't for a specific job. It really was just going introducing myself to an agency. And what I find to be more important than a book. Is what you bring with you to the meeting and donuts. Uh, You're a donuts guy, aren't you? No, I'm not. No. A, I'm not oh. a donuts guy. You have me pegged as a donuts guy. <laughs> no, L- look at me, man. I'm like I, I'm like a buck eighty. I don't. Like, <laughs> you know, like, do I look like I crushed? But donuts? everyone in the creative.
2: Uh, industry, they love donuts.
0: Yes, they do love donuts. But the thing that creative directors love more is barbecue.
2: Oh, really? Yes, and so you bring barbecue.
0: I do. Oh. I bring a spread of barbecue, and nothing brings people out of their office like the wafting smell of barbecue. Yeah. And for an agency, just pulled pork. Yeah, huh, no one. So an agency who. Yeah, they get people coming in, showing work all the time. Right. You know, Some agencies are better than others where they're like, hey, we, we see a photographer every day. Sometimes it's twice a week or three times a week. Creatives are getting beat over the head by people coming in to show stuff. And most of the time they get the email and they're like, yeah, yeah, I'm in the middle of something. But then they're like, is that barbecue? <laughs> so, um, What happens if it's 9 a.m.? Bring barbecue anyway. Why schedule a meeting <laughs> at 9 a.m.? <laughs> Just wondering. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, My meeting has
2: to be in between 12 and two. Yeah. Right. Well, I have
0: actually, uh, I have actually asked if we could uh, push a meeting back by a half hour because the barbecue joint didn't open up in time. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is in San Francisco. And they were like, "Uh, yeah, sure. I'm like, done and done. I will (laughs) see you at 1045. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, uh, but, so I I brought the portfolio to that meeting where they really were hard edged on getting it. But I also brought a monitor and my laptop, and I was bringing it up on a 23-inch uh, screen, showing my reel, showing my behind-the-scenes. Like, one person looked at my book. Yeah. But with the spread of barbecue, I had 23 people from the agency coming out looking at my stuff, as opposed to typically you might get three to f- three to five if you're just bringing your work and crappy donuts. Yeah. Yeah, but if they're like here's awesome the, donuts, maybe you get a better.
1: Here's the thing: if you're bringing barbecue, yep. you really can't bring a printed book because it's going to come out all saucy. That's yep. why you you got to have something digital that, that. you can't mess up. <laughs> and I should like my rep would flip out on that because she always takes physical books. Yeah. and brings you know donuts and other food and stuff. There's no way she would bring barbecue. Yeah,
0: well, yeah, you know, the way that idea. I see it, they could have kept that book. I never right. used it again. <laughs> yeah, I think I took the I took my prints out of it and I ended up yeah giving it to an intern. Right. Yeah, you know, that's, uh, that's what I did when I liquidated my 28 books. Whenever an intern like finished up working with me, I gave him a portfolio. That's cool. And, uh, you know, with you cl- 28 portfolios, I did, uh, I did back yeah. in the day and, uh, back whenever we used to FedEx everything and drop them off at, yeah. uh,
2: Let's, let's go back into the day. Let's talk about oh. baby Mon- Monty, getting yeah. into the industry.
0: All right. Well, uh, I was born at uh, seven pounds and nine ounces. Nice. And, uh, <laughs> a healthy solid, baby boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My name is Monty, not yeah. Montgomery or Montague. Uh, <laughs> Monty on the birth certificate. Oh, well, on. Montague would be awesome. Yeah. It would be dope, but I'm just Monty. That's all I got. All right. um, but uh, you were asking you know, about kind of going back early on. How do you get into this or all the stuff? So uh, I was very fortunate. I took a photo class when I was 17 years old and fell in love. Um, the only problem was, is that I had already early applied to business school and had been accepted. And the whole deal is once you do that, you're not supposed to go apply other places. Right. So all of a sudden I take a photo class my last semester of high school. And I'm like, this is dope. So I'm like, dad, check this out. I don't need to go to business school. I'm going to go to art school and be a photographer, take pictures and stuff. <laughs> Very articulate at 17 right. years old. Yeah. And my dad stops and looks at me and says,
1: the hell you are.
0: Mm hmm. I said, Dad, don't look at me like that. Check this out. I'm going to be a photographer. I don't need that business stuff. He says, son, let me tell you what you are going to do. (laughs) I said, Dad, 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 no, no, this isn't time for character. I have character. (laughs) Just because you are a character does not mean you have character. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Dad, Dad, no, no. I'm going to go to art school. I'm going to go and take pictures for, like, magazines. It's going to be awesome. And I don't, like, I'm going to take pictures. I don't need business school. Business acumen. I didn't say acumen at the time. (laughs) And he says, son, let me repeat myself. What you are going to do is you are going to go to business school for one year. Upon completion of that year, you can go anywhere in the country you want. Dad! He's like, son, sometimes you have to do what you said you were going to do, even though you don't want to do it. Nice. That's That's a good lesson. So I went to business school. you also
1: needed that, that one year of business education. I'm sure it made a huge difference.
0: Man it was the best thing that I ever did, even though I hated every minute of that year. But I had already taken a lot of my, uh, um, cores, uh, like in like summer school while I was in high school or like clept out of stuff. So I was really jumping into some of the business classes like accounting and these kinds of things and like accounting and marketing and like, just like all these one-on-one classes. But Holy moly, I run a for-profit business now (laughs) and I can't tell you how much I've actually applied or even just like, Things you think about when you're setting up your business or Absolutely. when you're doing stuff. So, I mean, photographers are notorious, horrible businessmen. They are. I mean, we know this. So, yeah?
1: I had a similar circumstance, but in reverse. I also entered business school at Colorado. My father, who was an artist and an art teacher, the biggest fights we ever got into. knockdown, drag out. He was screaming at me to drop out of business school and get in the art school. Nice. And he's like, you have got to get out of business school. You're wasting your life. Uh, and actually... It was kind of interesting. He was right. He knew I needed to be an artist, but I did gain business experience those first couple of years, and then I made the shift to the art school, and Fantastic. it was it was totally
0: invaluable. Fantastic, yeah. And yeah, I don't recommend everyone. Hey, go to business school, then go to art school. Yeah. I just know it worked yeah. awesome and for me.
2: Go to business school, then go to RGGEDU.com. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. I like it. I
0: like the plug. I had to plug it. Yeah, it's perfect timing. <laughs> um, well, yeah. I mean, I tell I tell people who work for me all the time, like you know. You've already done two years of of photography school. Drop out, like you don't need the rest of it. They can't teach you what you're going to learn while you're actually working and actually doing things. You need the basics. It's good to get the basics.
1: It's good to get the basics, but it doesn't apply. You know, I have a BFA in studio art. Photography is my emphasis. When I got out into the real world, I knew nothing about commercial photography. I mean, absolutely zero. Oh yeah. So after
2: that first year, where did you go after that?
0: Uh, I went to a crappy art school in Chicago. Uh, and I refuse to say their name because I want to give them no credit for any Seriously. of my successes. Oh, they suck. <laughs> and so, what was it specifically? Is it a well-known uh, art school. Uh, it is. Uh, it, it is. And it's probably really expensive. Oh yeah. 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 So, it's, what uh, was it that you really hated? Uh, well, that they just couldn't give me what I needed and what I wanted. Right. Um, Which was I mean, what? Uh, basically, just real life experience. Experience. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I'm asking questions of people who've never done it. Yeah. You yeah. know, they're, they're teaching are Yeah, they're teaching. And like and I'm not sweating teachers because there's some great teachers in this world who can tell you teach you so much. I mean, like Gregory Heisler teaches at Syracuse. Right. I mean, if you yeah. need a photography knowledge and you want to go to a photo school, go to Syracuse, yeah. go get Greg Heisler as your teacher. Yeah. That man has all the information you ever wanted in your life. But the losers who are at my school couldn't teach me yeah. you know I was asking questions that they couldn't answer the question mm-hmm. and you know, that gets old for three and a half years yeah. you imagine know?
2: having Gregory Crutzen as a teacher. That, yeah, that it. Cool. at
0: Yale, I believe, still I, teaching? I I don't know where he's teaching. I yeah. know he teaches, but that I, would be
2: amazing. I would I would go if but I couldn't I could never get into Yale, let's be honest. Yeah. No, no <laughs> <way>. <laughs> but I would totally go to just college. To, just call. to yeah. learn from him. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I mean, I find, you know, what, you know, many of these companies are doing like your own, yeah, you know, doing tutorials and teaching stuff online. I mean, like you can get so much good information from those tutorials i mean like i know you guys are doing i know f stoppers are doing it. i know there's a handful of them and it's like there's so much good information that you can get now i mean like granted you know the internet all you could do is like book like a ski lodge whenever i started college but like and that was if you had like prodigy uh internet access but uh (laughs) but you know now it's a whole different game and it's i mean it i find it I find it great that you can get that information from the tutorials, but really, it's going out and actually doing it right. and shooting. And I mean, I like, the, I like going the photo assistant route, uh, but you know, that's not for everybody. It, it was for me. Uh, it I car- for me, too. I carried people's bags for six years, and it taught me a ton uh, Absolutely. about what to do and also what not to do. I mean, yeah, I've
1: said that a lot. The, the studio I grew up in, I learned so much about what to do, but also what I did not want to do. Mm-hmm. The mistakes I did not want to make, or the photographer I did not want to be, I saw in those examples. Oh yeah,
0: yeah man, you're learning on someone else's time and someone else's dime. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, it's a real world experience too. It's not. Um, it's not just a, a course. It's the real, the real deal.
0: Oh yeah, and you know, half of knowing what you want to do is knowing what you don't want to do. Right. You know, you got to rule some stuff out, and and that's even behaviors like you watch like a photographer you're working with and you're like, holy, holy crap. So where'd you go after one year of crappy Chicago art school? Uh, I followed a girl to New York. So, right. uh, we were on the subway and she was coming out to Columbia and she was breaking up with me on the way to the airport and I was living in Chicago. I had no intention at all ever of moving to New York. Like it wasn't like on my mind. Cause I don't know. <laughs> I was 20 yeah. and, uh, I just, I wasn't thinking about anything. And, uh, and, so she's breaking up with me, and I was just like, listen, we don't need to do this. She's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I'm moving to New York. She's like, what? I'm like, yeah. I was like, because where you are is where I want to be. I think, Dave, I think Dave Matthews stole my That's line sweet. later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, you say sweet, I say desperation. I mean, like it was she every, broke
1: up with you anyway. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> well, I, I mean, eventually,
0: to... seven years later, but yeah, yeah after a after marriage. Oh, really? So, right. Oh, yeah. So, um, so legitimately... If that wasn't happening, if that moment didn't happen, I don't know if I would have been moving to New York. I might be drunk at, like, a barbecue in Chicago right now. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, you know on, a we- on a Wednesday afternoon. Because yeah. you love barbecue. Because <laughs> I love barbecue. I mean, like, like, legit, yeah, I mean, the viewers can't see it, but it's like, I'm wearing my Carl's Perfect Pig shirt, the best yes. barbecue in the universe. Is it really? White Bluff, Tennessee. White really? Bluff, Tennessee. Yeah, shout All out right. to Carl. Yeah. Never uh, been there. Ugh. Oh. I, what's I the highly line recommend like? it. Uh, it's it? not too bad because it's like an hour outside of Nashville, yeah. so it's not like in a city center. Like, you're literally, it's a yeah. barbecue destination.
2: The lines in Nashville are rowdy. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're in line for two hours. Yeah. So, Same with Austin. You can, yeah. You oh, like Austin? Franklin's? Going to Franklin. Yeah. It's bananas. So you have been to Franklin.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. And this place is better. Oh, yeah. Carl's Perfect Pig, White Bluff, Tennessee. All right. Yeah. yeah. We're, what, what's their tagline? Uh, uh, Where a waste is a terrible thing to mind. <laughs> <laughs> nice That's awesome Yeah And Car- <laughs> Carl No one touches the grill Except Carl And if like he's sick They just close for the day Nice Like they just, Really Yeah Because yeah. he's the man He's uh, the man No one touches the grill How old is Carl uh, Carl's uh, He's probably pushing Late 50s early 60s Yeah And uh, I mean his mom's still alive She makes the pies <laughs> so.
1: Yeah but when he goes That shows that restaurant It's done Oh yeah No, if oh, no, yeah.
0: no, no son to pass it on to uh, I mean he I know he has some daughters I don't know if he has a son But yeah I More mean, daughters. It, yeah, yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't let them touch the grill. So uh, I don't which know which how means they. Guys, you know the
1: son-in-laws aren't getting anywhere near that grill. Oh yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> yeah. Of definitely course. not a son-in-law. Yeah. No way. Yeah, no, definitely. Those way. guys are deadbeats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh for sure. <laughs> son-in-laws are always deadbeats. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I know. I, I can't uh, wait till I have to deal with that. Yeah, I'm mean, no kidding. I great. can oh, wait.
1: Let's not talk about that. Yeah. But, we all have daughters, so yeah. we're all terrified of the son in laws
0: Yeah. Yeah. Although, although I like my daughter's boyfriend. He's he's a good kid. She's six. I know. What that's are you talking about? Oh man, her and her and Maverick. Ooh. Yeah, his name's Maverick. Maverick. Anyway, is. he's a, he's a good dude. He's 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 kind and he's good to her and when she falls down on the playground, he takes care of her. It's Aww, nice. It's nice. nice. They're sweet. That's good. Um all yeah. right, so let's go back to assisting. So you back to assisting. Six, six years. So I spent six years. Same, uh, same guy? Uh, no, Gurtle? probably about 100 different photographers. Okay. And, uh, so freelance. Yeah, I was freelance, and I never wanted to go full-time. I always turned on every full-time gig because I wanted just to learn from everybody yeah. and see different ways to go about stuff. Um, and the last dude who I ended up assisting was Gregory Heisler. Uh, he's a yeah. portrait photographer. Um, One of the greats. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I, uh, I was fortunate enough to work with a handful of the greats, which was awesome. So... Um, yeah, I yeah, people who I really looked up to and then people who I had no idea who they were until I started working for them. Wait, who else? Give us us Uh Albert Watson. Oh, oh wow. God, seriously. Uh, uh, Peter Lindbergh. Oh shit, uh, man. Timothy White. Uh, I don't know if you know Timothy, but Hell he did. Yeah. He did I that. Don't, right. I don't know. I don't know Timothy White. Timothy did probably 50% of all the movie posters in like the 80s oh, and the 90s. Okay. So, like if you saw a movie poster, like he helped he helped make what the modern movie poster looks yeah. like. He's awesome. He's great. I mean, Charismatic. You've never seen someone with more charisma with their talent. Like it's amazing. So there's little stuff that you you learn from each of these people. So I got to work with a lot of really great, great photographers. And again, as we said, we worked. I worked with some sucky ones too, and I learned just as much from them. I mean, I'd go home and yeah, you know, I'd be on a tear when I got home and be working, and it's like two in the morning, and my lady's like, yeah, you know, what are you doing? I was like, ah, oh, I worked with you know, so and so today. She's like, ah. <laughs> I was like, if that guy's shooting, I need to be shooting. Yeah. I was like, that guy sucks.
1: So There's a serious motivator yeah. for you to yeah. watch, watch a crappy photographer actually be, in, you know, in it, business.
0: Absolutely, it just kind of it just fired me up, which was good, you know. So, um, were you shooting that
2: entire time?
0: I was. I was shooting. I could not stop shooting whenever yeah. I was starting out. Is um, this
2: film or is this digital? Film. This film. Okay. Yeah.
0: And uh, and yeah, so uh, you know, I had my. I kept shooting, shooting, shooting all the time. Um, I had a hookup at a studio and some equipment rental houses that were very kind to me and let me shoot there. You know, it, whenever a studio says like, "Hey, you know, you can shoot here when you want," you don't offer that to me. <laughs> <laughs> they regretted that. Oh man, I'm there like three days a week. I'm like, giving them a hard time. I'm like, hey, you cool on Sunday and Saturday? And they're like. <laughs> sure yeah (laughs) Yeah, so this for free or yeah yeah it was free because i was doing a lot of work through their their production house and as an assistant and and they were so good to me and so i was shooting like crazy and uh the first time that i ever went and showed work uh to anyone uh really was uh um a couple magazines and one of them was sports illustrated and i met with uh jimmy colton who was a longtime photo editor there and uh and He says, "Hey, I like what you're doing. Um, I like what you're doing, and you know, if you ever have an idea for like the front of the book, like you know, front of the book. For those who don't know, it's like the small little pictures and stuff. And he also does the uh, uh, the section called leading off, which is three double page um, uh, fe- uh, double double page spreads." spreads. And uh, he's like, yeah, if you ever have an idea, you know, pitch me some stuff and, you know, we'll see what we can do and see if we can get you something started. Yeah, I mean, like I'm on the subway on the way home writing down like 200 bad ideas, you know, like <laughs> everything I'm going to pitch them. Uh, but uh, a couple of weeks later, I was photographing a female boxer and um, they said they were going to the first Golden Gloves competition for women ever in Augusta, Georgia. So I pitched it to Jimmy. He says, yeah, I'd, I'd assign that. So the first time anyone ever paid me was Sports Illustrated, and oh, awesome. you know that little you know publication, mm-hmm. uh, little newsletter, and uh, <laughs> and uh, with that I went down and photographed fifty four female athletes, and uh, they ran eighteen of them in a double page spread, and uh, it was awesome. So away we went, and that was the beginning of someone paying me to take actually take pictures, and now that was in August of ninety nine, and I didn't and I did not go off on my own until uh, let's see uh, August of 2002. So it was a three year gap of just like scratching and getting little shoots, but not having enough money to like go off on your own, you know, cause when you're assisting and you're getting little shoots for the front of the book or shooting for editorial, I mean, you can make hundreds of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh, and you know, you're not making enough money to like both Lose. live indoors yeah. and eat food and stuff like that. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, so with it, it was cool, you know, uh, kept shooting more and more editorial stuff while still assisting and balancing that and then went off on my own. A... So
1: was your first book, was it sports-based and were yeah. you were you getting friends to come in and, and athletes to come in and shoot or was it a collection of those small editorial gigs you were getting? My
0: first book was all, um, was all sports and all athletes. Um, it's not that I'm the biggest sports fan. I accidentally kind of fell into being a sports photographer. Um, How so? When I was in college, I took some pictures of uh, that were really crappy. They were some uh, some fashion photos, right? Yeah. And you know, you're in university, you're shooting everything. You know, we still life's some alarm clocks. And, and everybody <laughs> wants to be a fashion <laughs> photographer when they're out. I don't. Rob. Oh Everybody but Gary wanted to be a fashion. I I did not want to be a fashion photographer either. I'm with yeah. you. Yeah.
2: I I always I was drawn to like men and characters and like really specifically old men, like yeah. gritty cowboys and weird shit like that. Just I, riff, I just never it, yeah. I, ne- I never got into like. I don't know, for for multiple reasons. One's I didn't I didn't want to be the guy shooting hot women, you know. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to yeah. be known as, "Oh, he's just shooting hot women because it's sexual." Right. And then two, what the fuck do I know about fashion? Look at me. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. Where the Clearly, I wear a t-shirt? Nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> That's what I say all the time. Like I'm unfashionable. Like yeah. how can how can I be a fashion photographer? Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm 100% with you. And so whenever I did do this, you know, fashion shoot and this uh, this kid in critique went up and took a look at it, and he's got his arms crossed, and he says, uh, "You have an incredible knack for making beautiful women look ugly on a film." <laughs>
2: wow, wow!
0: <laughs> and uh, cut me deep,
2: Shrek. Yeah, right. I, I, and uh, and not fort- back.
0: unfortunately, I didn't like you know flip over a table and like you know, throw a chair through the window. Yeah, you know, like I I heard it. I actually heard it. And that doesn't always happen. Like, you know, someone criticizes your work. Sometimes you get defensive or something. But I actually heard what he said, and I looked at it, and I was like, wow, he's right. Yeah. And I was like, what's going wrong here? And I realized that I really like to light dramatically, and I wanted to show the character of who I was photographing. And and I said, who doesn't mind if I light them this way or get really close and show, like, every pore on their face? Or who doesn't mind if they, if I show, like, a scar under their eyebrow? And I was like... I don't know boxers. So I went and I, I went to the local Golden Gloves and started a little boxing project. Boxing led to athletes, athletes led to a yep. career. And it it was my style of how I liked to photograph as opposed to what I wanted mm-hmm. to be around cuz I wanted to kiss girls. But that doesn't mean I want to go photograph girls yep. in order to kiss them. Yeah, right. And so I started doing that and I let the way I liked to photograph steer what my subject base was i'm still not like i'm not the biggest you know sports fan you'd come over to my house over the last week they're like the game on and i'm like what game they're like uh the yeah. yankees playoffs i'm like oh yeah. you can turn
2: it on yeah. who's got time to follow all that i I've, you know i've got friends who do like fantasy i'm like Are, yeah. do you even win money they're like no i'm like you're spending all this time switching out players mm-hmm. with in baseball
0: 152 yeah. games yeah i think it's and crazy. You got a full-time job what's yeah. What the hell? Yeah. What? Hey man. Seriously? You know every, everyone needs a hobby. I, that's true. You that's know? true. Not to
2: not to knock it. I just don't know how people have
0: time. I, I like, it's it's not for me. Yeah. I, you know, it's for some people yeah. and they love it and if you love what you know, that's you true. love your hobby and love something that they you're probably doing don't
2: awesome. have kids. That's that's for sure they, Either that or they're, that they're not or they spending do.
0: time with their kids. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> or they do have kids and that's their escape. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, so you know, for me, I you know I get a call for a shoot, you know, three weeks ago, and they're like, oh, we're photographing so and so. And like, here I am, like, clicking into my computer. I'm like,
1: and I do a I, little research to find out who the hell they are.
0: While I'm on the phone, I'm like, awesome, cool. This guy, you know, plays in this city and he does this. I'm like, oh, all right, great. I look at what position he's on. I'm like, Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, all right, well, cool. You know, I, well, photographing, you know, a running back, you know, we have to make sure that we have this kind of thing and, you know, this kind of stuff. And I start, I can speak knowledgeably about what we have to do for that position right. or, or what's going to really sell what they're talking about. But it doesn't matter if I know the guy, right? you know, um, you know, you've, at this stage of the game, I've photographed someone in his position before, right? You know, so. so
1: it's more important to know the technique and what they do, not who they are.
0: Totally. Yeah. Totally. And like, yeah. And all that comes up usually later as you're looking at it you're like, oh, wow, this guy's had you know five run ins with the cops. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, so not being a sports fan has not. Yeah, hasn't right, hindered right. me at all. So, do you think it's been an
1: advantageous to you? To, Absolutely. Yeah. How come?
0: Uh, when you know LeBron walks in, you're not like, "Oh my god, oh my god, it's LeBron!" You know, LeBron fan boy. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, "Hey man, what's going on, dude?" Right. You know, um, you just have a calm about you, and and a, a re, you you interact with them on a very real, personable right. basis, as opposed to like, "Oh, you know, I saw that game, and when you did this, and when you super fan out, yeah, everyone super fans out." As an athlete, all of a sudden they go into like. Like there's like a, yeah. yeah. There's there's just this. It's almost like a glaze, and they answer you like, oh, thanks, man. They have a bunch yeah. of canned answers. Yeah, yeah. I don't fan out or or geek out that way. Uh, talk I, barbecue with them. Like, yeah, I, you, I, you know, know I I talk about. I try to get down to what's important to them. Yeah, burn ins. Yeah, a like, burn ins
2: guy. Or you have pulled pork. Yeah, <laughs> you can learn a lot about a man if he's you know pulled pork or burn ins. Yeah, sure, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Sure, yeah. Are are you, are you wet or dry? <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I try to get down to like, what's important to someone and, you know, in what we do, especially with an athlete, you have a very limited amount of time, uh, with them. So you have to get down and get their trust quickly. And, you know, sometimes we have an hour, sometimes we have four hours, but so in the first five minutes, it's essential of like establishing how it goes. And so I just ask people straight away, like, um, has anyone talked to you about what we're doing to here today? Because sometimes they have and sometimes they haven't. If you're I, listening to this in your car right now, there's no siren behind you. No, it's probably, it's There's probably a not a siren. <laughs> uh, we may have to cut this podcast short. They're coming for me. <laughs> <laughs> is there an exit? Did you tell them where the, you <laughs> were? Yeah. Oh, wow. Why'd yeah. you do that? It's yeah. 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 so loud. Yeah, there, there is a fire escape here, right? Yeah,
1: actually out that door to the right there is one.
0: Awesome, thank you. I usually scout that before uh, yeah. I come in. Yeah. <laughs> Always being afraid of being yeah. zip-tied.
2: So, <laughs> so how much time do you usually get with uh, uh, someone like LeBron or uh, a big athlete or do you have to have a stand in? Are you ready to go? And you have yeah. four
0: minutes. You, you always are pre lighting, which means by the time they walk on set, you've already shot the picture. Yeah. You've shot it 15 different times. Yeah. And you know, you've had your short assistant standing on a case so you can yeah, figure out what it's like to be six, six with someone who's five, seven and, uh, and you shoot it over and over. You have it. So it's plug and play. And, um, like LeBron, typically you get about 90 minutes and, uh, his agent oftentimes will say, cool, can we get this down to 60? And they say it when they walk in. Yeah. Um, and usually I just say, I'm like, Hey, you know, we, uh, we've already, we've already timelined everything for 90. That's what we were promised. I was like, but I'll tell you what, and I say this with LeBron, I'm like, listen, man, we crush this out. You give me everything that I need. Let's get out of here early. Yeah. Yeah. And I always ask the athlete also. Because I know what I've heard from the agent about the time, Mm -hmm. what time, uh, you know, we have allowed. And so I always ask the athlete, like, hey, man, what do you got after this? Like, you know, do you, are you, um, are you flying out? Or do you have dinner with your lady? Like, what's going on? Like, what's your timeline? Right.
1: So you know what pressure they're feeling.
0: That's exactly it. And it's so. That's smart. And with it, I ask them. that's, That's the second thing I ask right after I ask, has anyone talked to you about what we need here today and what we're looking for? Okay. This is what we're looking for. This is what we have to do. What's your timeline? Like, what what's on your back end like where do you what do you what do you have to do what's important to you and they'll be like oh you know i'm going to do this i have to do this or whatever i'm like awesome check this out i'm like and i always tell them there's something if they're if they have something pressing i always tell them i too i'm like listen i need to get out of here too because of this this and this so listen let's bang this out it's me and you if i if you give me this i need this 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 and this is what sells the mood and and attitude of what we're looking for And oftentimes I show them even like on my own expression or something, I'll show them like, this is what I need and and this is where we sell it. And I'm like, I'm like, fuck it. Let's get down to it. And like, all of a sudden me and the athlete just had a conversation that was a very real person to person. This is what's important to you. This is what's important to me. Let's focus on doing this and let's get the fuck out of here. Um, And with that, whatever timing we know that we have, and that athlete has said. If we get to the yeah, you know, if we get to that, you know that 89th minute and we still don't we don't have one of the things we needed for social, it doesn't matter. I'm shaking his hand and thanking him for his time. Right. But my key is I put an alarm in my fo- you know, on my phone in my pocket so it goes off one minute before we are scheduled to finish. And at that point I'm yelling like, Everybody in group photo. Yeah. <clears throat> we do the group photo. At 90 minutes, thank you very much. Shake their hand, thank them for their time. I don't go over, I don't push it beyond what we can um, because then, you know, that it agent. them off. Well, that yeah. agent isn't just that talent's agent. And I'm going to run into them oh, again. Yeah. 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 And if they can depend on what I say,
2: Yeah, good they're going to work with you again. They're going to
0: work with me the next time. And the next time when they say we have 90 minutes, I'll ask the agent when we're doing the lead-in, like, we need two hours. Can we get it? I know the contract says 90 minutes. Can we do two hours? And you already know that you can bank on what I say.
2: Do you have behind-the-scenes built into your contract?
0: Sometimes. Uh, I ask it of the agency on the front end usually to make sure that the brand is cool with it. I've only had had a couple that weren't um, because – they start seeing it, and they're like, more media, more attention to our brand. Right, yeah. And sometimes they ask, like, hey, can we see it before it goes out? Yeah, no problem. I don't, yeah. I don't mind. It's not like I'm, yeah, yeah. It's not like I have to worry about the content of what sure. I need because the content needs to make me look good and them look good.
1: When you said you talk with the athlete or, or the celebrity and you're telling them about the expression that, that you need – are you kind of predetermining what the expressions are based on the storyline or based on their face and their character and other, other images that you've seen of them? Where are you getting that, those ideas?
0: Uh, most, of the, most of the time, it's on the storyline of what we're trying to communicate. You know, and that had, you know, We've already had you know, 15 meetings with an ad agency, mm-hmm. talking through, making sure everything's on brief, on scope, that you know what you're trying to get, what you're trying to sell, what the mood and tone is. And sometimes it goes against actually the character of the person. And you have to adapt to that. You know? um, I photograph all of HBO's boxing posters. Mm-hmm. And a boxing poster, it's a very specific thing. I mean, you want intensity. You want a certain aggression. You want someone to look like they can beat the crap out of the other guy on the poster. Right. And, and it's a predetermined format. Yeah, it's a predetermined format. And so when you get uh, someone like you know, Kovalev, he's a smiler. He smiles a lot. You know? <laughs> he smiles at his opponent in the ring. Like, he's just, he just looks at you like, I'm going to knock your head off. Really? Yeah, and he's a smiler, but with that, and he says, I'm a smiler. I'm like, cool. I'm like, I'm a smiler, too. Look at me. I was like, right. but I can still <laughs> right. give you a face off. Scowl. Yeah. yeah, and I, so I tell those boxers, I'm like, I literally, I point them to their brow, and I said, this will sell 100,000 more fights and get you invited back to HBO. I was like, this is what sells your fight. I was like, did you see what I just did? That's what I need. Did you guys see that? He was scowling right around. I was, I was scowling right around. Bit. It was, was hard, man. Now I'm scared. I was yeah. scared a little bit. I feel
2: like I got to run out of the room. Yeah, yeah. right. You're
0: scaring me, Monty. <laughs> yeah, it happens. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm curious. I'm
2: curious how movie posters come together. If, if, if a creative director or someone is kind of mapping it out beforehand, and you just have to like recreate it, or do you get how does how does that work? Walk us through like a movie poster, like like HBO or Spider-Man or, or whatever that might be.
0: Cool. So movie posters are the exact opposite than uh, doing stuff for an advertising agency. In advertising agency, there's a comp uh, or, you know, a composite. Basically, you get something that has been Photoshopped together or even sometimes sketched where it's like, this is what we're looking for. This is what we're shooting towards. This is what we've sold into our client. We already have a yes. Everything's approved. Going to a movie poster, it's exact opposite. Um, they, don't, they, they have ideas, but they've presented to the client 15 ideas. And the client says, okay, cool, we're going to have that movie poster house. We're going to hire you as the agency to do the shoot. So then that, that uh, movie poster house, that agency, calls the photographer or puts up a series of photographers, um, and they choose one with the client. And they bring you, and they say, okay, cool, this is, this is what we're looking for. We're looking to do this, 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 this but we need assets that can be used for anything. So we prefer a little bit open lighting and they say, Oh, we really love your moody lighting on this stuff. But you know, can we do an open option as well? Basically all they need is options because after the fact of after capturing everything, they go and they put together all these comps from that, that may be different than the first 15. Uh, I mean, you're talking 300 different comps that they'll end up presenting to the movie studio house. And then they choose from those. So the the exact poster is not predetermined before. You're literally capturing assets and capturing photos, so then they can go figure out what they're going to try to make. So you're shooting yeah as many angles as possible, high, low, middle. You're shooting left, yeah. right, center. You're like, yeah. So it's as much as you can get in the time that you have. Uh, so then they... Can, you enable the designers to go and design a poster. How much time
1: do they normally give you? It all
0: changes. You know, it depends on if you're shooting on movie set, if you're, um, if they're there specifically. I mean, you never, you you never have more than an hour. You know, oftentimes you have you know 15 minutes. So it's uh, wow. so you're you're banging it out. Yeah. Fortunately, actors they know what they're doing. Yeah, and they respond to you. They respond and like they they have it and they're like. And I just tell someone, like, listen, you know, we're going to shoot a lot to get a little. With every flash, what you do is going to be more natural than what I tell you to do. So with every flash, change it up. And if something's not going right, I'll just say, change it up. And they're like, all right, cool. But I tell them, this is the mood and this is the tone, but they're already in the movie. They know the character. They've yeah. been studying this character since they got For the months. script. Yeah. So um, they're the ones who really deliver the character. I have to deliver body position or like, hey, I need you to you know, turn over your shoulder and look at me. So then it's like this heroic dynamic thing or whatever. So uh, that's the kind of direction I'm giving. But it's really how much can you get in a short amount of time.
2: Are there a lot of movie
0: poster houses?
2: Uh, and do they only do that? When yeah, you, yeah,
0: yeah. There are there are not a ton. It's it's really a smaller community than you would think. Yeah. Um, but yes, they're very specific, and that is who does movie posters. Our movie poster houses. I mean, there's probably in Los Angeles, there's probably thirty of them. But no. there's more than know, I would have thought. There's eight that that do you know seventy percent of everything. And there, yeah. I mean, there's movie poster houses in other cities as well. But you know, you're talking a very small percentage of the work are they doing? Yeah. It's more than I would have thought, though. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I say 30, but some of those are, again, small houses. The, the, there's about six that do most of the work you see. Yeah. So, It yeah. always
2: blew my mind when we, we took a, a filmmaking workshop several years ago, and uh, what, we, what was his name? Alex Bono. Alex Bono. And he, he brings up a series of movie posters, and we were talking about colors, and... He brings up all of them. He's like, "What do all of these have in common?" And it was teal and orange. He was like, "Now look at," and they showed us like a hundred more. And he's like, "Teal and orange. It's in every movie poster." Or do you get asked to like incorporate gels
0: and, and light it that way? No. Uh, the majority of that, all of that, is added later. It's all added later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. They want it neutral as possible okay. because if you gel it a certain color, but then it's yeah. baked in. Then
1: you, yeah, it's they have a hard thin. time. Yeah. Harder at, time. Yeah. Harder
0: time. So you're shooting against. You know, uh, you know, you're shooting against gray, uh, so then you can still, you know, silhouette someone out, but it doesn't have the, the white halos all within, like, their sure. hair, um, and they want as much versatility for the designers. I mean, designers, really, when you look at a movie poster, it's the designer who made it. The photographer? Yeah. You know, we provided stuff that the they can take. some sketches, kind of. Yeah, it's, as a photographer, you're giving them, like, ingredients, right. and then they're cooking it up. It's so, a good way to look at it. Yeah.
2: So what was the last job you did? What are you shooting today?
0: <laughs> well, I'm shooting this afternoon, and I'm shooting for a protein bar. Oh. Um, and, yeah, that's, uh, that is this afternoon. I'm, I'm doing the last plates for a shoot that I just did in Miami. Um, I don't know. Is that Friday? Don't know. I don't even know. What is today? Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. All day long. It's hump day. Yeah, it's hump, hump day. Yeah. Yeah. So uh yeah, we were shooting in Miami last week. Uh we we're shooting uh one of the Miami Dolphins. And um we need to shoot the some of the product that goes that's gonna be dropped into the shot as well. They already have the three D renders and everything of the packaging, but um yeah, they need more of it in the in the same light that we shot the athlete so then it matches
2: so how did you get that
0: job is it a new client or is it all it's a new client and uh they saw the work i had done for a sports drink and they said hey yeah we love this stuff and we're we are we want." yeah do you advertise in a lot of the books or how are they how are they seeing your work and knowing that that was you uh i i advertise in zero of the books not that um not that you should or shouldn't, uh, but for me, I just haven't, uh, and I haven't done that in, I don't know, probably six or seven years. Uh, I've been fortunate enough that that I get passed around. Um, okay. Yeah. Cool. I'm like a joint, like literally <laughs> like you know, pop, pop, pass. Like, you know, you do a good, you know, I do a good gig with someone. I'm going to work with two of their friends. On my yeah. website, it says I'm represented by everyone uh, I've ever met. And that's how it goes, literally. That's a cool line. Yeah. yeah it's I like uh, that. So no rep? No, I haven't had a rep uh, 10 years now.
2: Do you feel like you need a rep, or do you think you'll ever go down that route? Uh,
0: I don't know if I ever will go down that route. Uh, I can't say for sure that I'm not uh, but I don't I haven't needed one yeah uh, and for years I've dodged reps yeah um, now having a daughter and all these things it's like you know fatherhood on top of a career is one of those where you know there's there's moments at three in the morning when you're when you're getting some marketing stuff out or you're you're It'd hustling nice some clients you're like I could use some help. But you got to so. give them 25%. Ah, and There's there. The rub. And there so, lies the rub as well as, yeah. But
1: hopefully they will also raise your rates, which it, is what my rep did. I mean, raised my rates and that easily covered that 25% that I had to give her.
0: Yeah, which is yeah. awesome. So, um, you know, as I say to everyone, yeah. You know, just because I'm, I rep myself doesn't mean that that's the path you have to go, as well as that, that's not me to say, like, you know. oh, man, agents suck. They take 25%. Hopefully, they increase your revenue by more than 25%. That's the idea. Yeah, that's the goal. Yeah. Not yeah. just 25%. It's got to exceed that. Exactly. How much are you on the road? Uh, it all depends. Uh, it really fluctuates. Um, I'm on the road probably in a month, maybe one week a month. So it's, that's uh, not too bad. it's not bad. Uh, I used to be on the road about 180 days a year. That's bad. Uh, yeah. yeah and, that's uh, a lot. well, I mean, it's bad, but yeah, I, I work to travel and then right. I travel for work. So like, you know, when I say I was on the road 180 days, that wasn't all working. I mean, oh, I like, would okay. get home from a job and then I would, you know, go off somewhere, you know, uh, cool. for three weeks So uh, part of that was by choice, and uh, when I had my daughter six years ago, I decided I'm like I'm gonna. That changed. uh, Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick around as much as I can. I took like five months off and just stayed in New York and didn't take any travelers, which was cool. Um, And uh, and now you know, based on traveling and these kinds of things, if I'm gonna be gone extended periods in that month or whatever, like I take my ladies with me. Nice. So, um, you know, they just went to Miami with me, which was awesome. Cool. And, you know, of course, you got to be going somewhere cool. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. At no point do my ladies want to go to Des Moines.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stay in the motel and six. And right now, with her being six, it's probably easy to pull her out of yeah. school and not, not be a big deal.
0: Yeah. Maybe I've, it. a. um, I have basically said the worst thing about school is that she actually has to go to school. Yeah, no kidding. Um yeah. <laughs> no, she was invited to summer school for kindergarten because she missed twenty five days. So. Invited to summer school. She was invited for to summer school. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she's Lord. learning
2: more on the road though. Like traveling oh. what you learn on the road, that's yeah. that's priceless. Oh for sure. Yeah.
0: Um yeah, I mean she's silver medallion. I mean yeah. she's she's hustling, wow. she's out there. So she's got status
1: already. She does, she's got status.
0: Damn. Um, it was. Uh, I always find it uh, very humorous, and we laugh a little bit about it. Whenever the uh, the flight attendant says, "Like, oh, is this your first flight?" And she's like, "I'm Silver Medallion," <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and you're like, uh, you're a little spoiled. Awesome. "You know, awesome. awesome. spoil so and um, so." Let's,
2: let's talk a little bit about your team. Who do you who do you rely on the most? Who's, ah, who's... I
0: I rely on uh, my photo assistant. His name is John Velius, and uh, he's been with me for 19 years. Oh wow! And wow. Uh, yeah, going back to the old school, so. Um, that's a long relationship yeah. it really is yeah. and as I say openly on you know, every set you know, John's like he'll be like hey uh, yeah, this this I just tell everyone I'm like I just listen to what he, does, what he says yeah. like <laughs> really like, yeah, I just listen to what he says cause yeah, he, knows,
1: he knows your work he, he knows your he, process he knows what you're looking for and you've got a thousand things on your mind so ab- he's, he's you know, keeping you on the straight and narrow
0: absolutely I mean the two things that he has to think about is he's looking at the light looking at the scenario and thinking about lunch you know, yeah. Yeah. And as the photographer, you're thinking about a bunch of other stuff. Right. So uh, you know, he's more clear with what he's thinking and what he's seeing. And um, you know, he just comes over and says, uh, hey, man, you may want to take a look at it from over here. Or like, hey, right. have you thought about this? Or, hey, why don't you try one of these? Pop one of these off real fast. Like, and he's right a lot. Right. So John is an, uh, invaluable. He's awesome. He's one of my homies. Um, he's, you know,
2: what do you think makes a terrible assistant?
0: Uh, someone who's not willing. Uh, basically, you just need to be willing. You know, I can teach you photography. I can't teach you to hang out with me. Yeah. I can't teach you to drive hard or push hard or, you know, you know when you're or pay attention or yeah. pay attention. You know, you're in the 14th hour. I mean, sometimes shoots. You're, you know, It's not that you're shooting 14 hours. Yeah. But a lot of waiting. And you went. Yeah. You were at storage space at 6 a.m. Getting gear. Yeah. Then we're getting there. We're loading in. We're setting up. We're pre-lighting. We're doing all the set. Oh and at the 10th hour we're actually photographing. So I need you there and sharp at 10 hours as you were. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to say at 6am, but at 8am. Um, so someone being willing, um, that's the common theme about everyone who works with me is that, yeah, they're on the hustle. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's a big part in that, um, in the job is really just like, you know, yeah. Ready to hustle, ready to go. Um, Listen to what you hear, then react. Don't just immediately go. Actually, think about it for a second when someone says, "I need this." Process: Where is it? What does he need? Okay, go. Otherwise, you're more likely than not going to turn and knock something over. Yeah, yeah. like <laughs> yeah, yeah. we've all we've all seen that assistant. What, um, what advice do you have
2: for? Uh, photographers that want to get into assisting but don't have any experience like how do they approach you what's what's the, the courtesy the etiquette here
0: uh, uh, persistence but pleasurable persistence you know anyone um of in any nature in any relationship if they're like pinging you all the time you're just like come on already yeah um, so someone who does the same thing that I do as a photographer marketing my work is like, you know, try to be top of mind, try to check in here and there, but not too much and not all the time. Yep. Yeah, uh, one, of, one of my assistants that rolled with me for about seven years, I met at a dinner party. He was a professional skateboarder. And he was just like, man, I've always wanted to be an assistant, be a photographer. Well, you hear that all the time. I mean, you know, you guys hear this from people all the time. like, and um, And when it really comes down to it, he was just – he Was pleasurably persistent, and what actually got him starting to work with me was uh, a photo he put up on MySpace. Anyone remember MySpace? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah we're on MySpace. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> and uh, so, not really, it was <laughs> <laughs> Rob forgot the password, too. Yeah. Now we're locked up, yeah, right, <laughs> damn it, yeah, I should have written that down. Um, so. Yeah, you know, I saw a picture of him, and it was a blood, like a close-up of like blood trickling down, like from his nose across his lips and onto his chin. It's this nose-picking disaster, oh. <laughs> and I Funny. started dying laughing. I called the guy up and just said, "Hey, man, I got this gig on Friday, and if you want, you're in." And that was the beginning of our relationship. I taught him photography, and he's now uh, you know a, a working photographer, which is awesome. That's he awesome. rolled with me for seven years, and and he was the the epitome of someone who was willing. Um, his job. Before and during being a professional skateboarder, is, is he sold pet, uh, pest uh, pest control door to door? Wow! And what a change that is. Yeah, but it, yeah. it it's a lot of the same thing. Like you know, you have to be persistent. You have to keep hustling, yeah. and you know, just apply that stuff to keep on hustling to photography. Yeah. So, where do you want people to go to check out your work? Um, I was going to make a bad joke, but I should probably actually legitimately give you something. Uh, well, my website is the same as my name, which is Monty Isom. That's M O N T E I S O M dot com. Uh, and if you you type my name in, you, it's not hard to find me. Uh, You're one I, uh, of a kind, money. Oh, well, I'd like to think so, but I doubt it. So <laughs> there's lots of bald, smiling dudes out there. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm doing a workshop uh, tomorrow at Photo Expo, uh, doing it, it on the the business of photography. Uh, really, kind of getting into the nitty gritty of what it takes to run a photography business. Um, more of what photographers can get from me. Um, is more on the business side than they can just look and, and say like, Oh man, that work is this and this, and I want to do that work I mean that's always nice to hear, um, but really, what I try to do is educate photographers about the business of photography to really kind of just help and elevate the entire right. the entire thing um you know the entire business because the more someone knows, the less likely they are to one Struggle really badly and two lowball the hell out of everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is a giant problem in the business. Oh, it's huge. And so the more information you have, the better. Um, so you know, as we were talking about tutorials before, I'm actually right now working on uh, finishing a tutorial on business of photography uh, with f stoppers, and that's going to be coming out in November. I hate to plug them on your uh, no, on your podcast, that's but I know fun. you guys are buddies. We, we ain't can are. edit it out. We, we <laughs> ain't scared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On <laughs> yeah it's great go check it out um, but yeah that's uh, and that's coming out uh, in November and awesome. so uh, I have a tendency to do you know that I did a workshop with you guys and yeah. that's what I was doing it on Yeah, you know, I don't I don't go up and say this is how you have to take photos or I don't teach people how to take pictures I teach them the business of photography from nice. showing them real life estimates you know I, I go through very like I show the details them, yeah, yeah total details And and not just this is what I've done. It's going through and talking about the principles of of why you do this or how do you get how do you price your work? How do you price usage? You know, like that's a big, big thing that I think stymies a ton of photographers, especially starting out. They're like, how do I price this? And what is usage? And how do I introduce usage into a smaller market that doesn't typically do that. So we, I go through a lot of that uh, in depth in, whenever I'm doing seminars or tutorials. It's, uh, I find it important, really important. And yeah, I'd rather help photographers because I see them as my peers, not my competition. Right, yeah. Very you know? cool. Yeah, it's, like
1: and if, it's, it's better for the business as a whole if, it, they, under, if they understand it and they can it, make their way.
0: It absolutely is. And you know, I'm never concerned about someone stealing my job cause, or my client because it's not my client. It's anybody who is out there,
1: and they don't have your style and their and your personality. It's ever, we're all individuals. We're all individuals. Hire us for who we are.
0: Yeah, I'll give someone. I'll give you my client list. I'll give you who to talk to. I don't care. It's like I'll give everything right. because at that point, whenever you're up against me for a job, I just need to be better at what I do. Right. Yeah, and awesome, and that's that's how I see photography and the business of it, guys. Right. Well, that's awesome.
2: Yeah. Thank you so much for coming by. Hey, um, I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, it's I, always great to catch up with you and talk.
0: Yeah, absolutely. This Put a, a mic in my discussion. face or not, we have the same conversation. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty true. Yeah. Awesome. Well, well, thank you again. Great to see you, man. And uh, we'll see you at the party tomorrow night, hopefully. Indeed. I'm uh, I'm going to try to be there. I'm going to try to make it there before. I have a dinner at 9, but either I'll make it before or after. Nice. All right. Fellas, thank you so much. Yeah, thank
2: you. Thank you. Cheers.
0: I'm fascinated with Instagram. It's such a simple construct. Just take a picture and post it on the internet. The other day, I took a picture of my neighbor's pet rabbit. He told me not to post it, but, you know, I did anyway.
1: Season 5 of the RGD EDU Podcast is brought to you by Temba, who 25 years ago set out to create the most durable, versatile, and well-made bags in the world for photographers and for filmmakers. From shipping to transport, rolling in air cases, to shoulder and messenger bags, day packs and accessories, Tenba never compromises, and neither should you.